This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I am, I'm doing amazing. I'm loving doing this podcast. I'm loving all of the people that I get to interview and I really love hearing your responses to the interviews that, that we have, um, and the things that you're learning and just that you're feeling the same excitement or ahas or just passion and power from the people that I get to talk to and introduce to you through daring to find your voice. And so thank you so much for listening. And I'm excited about, um, all the future as well. I sometimes will wonder, okay, how long will I do this? Maybe, you know, after a year, I'll call it good. And, and then I'm like, no, I'm having way too much fun. So again, thanks for listening and giving me, a just a reason to be able to continue doing something that I'm finding that I really enjoy is just interviewing people and learning more about them and sharing so much amazingness with as many people as possible. So, um, today I'm just going to do, well, (laughs) it's not just, it's an interview with my husband. Um, in the world of personal growth, I mean, probably the biggest reason why people want to grow, why they want to develop, why they want to become a greater version of themselves or a better version of who they're meant to be is because of relationships and how we want to be able to connect with other people and to be able to enjoy time with the people that we love and and not struggle in those relationships as much. Um, you know, sometimes our relationships are, I think, a big part of why we're here. We're all wired for connection, even our brains. I think I've talked about this before, but the neurons in our brains can't survive unless they connect with other neurons. It's a symbol of of connection and, and just like the neurons in our brains that die, if they don't connect, um, human beings also maybe don't die physically, but emotionally, um, we can struggle without connection. It's, I mean, it can lead to mental, um, disorder, emotional disorder, depression, anxiety, and even, um, even I've heard stories of, uh, there's a Russian, believe it was Russia, an orphanage. And there weren't enough people who worked there to um, give the kids the attention they needed. And so these women were there, these workers, they were there and provided all of the physical needs for the babies. They changed their diapers, they fed them, they got them to sleep, but they didn't have time to hold them or to talk to them or to play with them or to really to have any kind of connection, the kids would, um, 
kind of talk to each other through their cribs. Um, but there was no connection. And a lot of those kids were actually physically deformed as they grew older. So there is something to be said about connection. So that's a big reason why people want to find their voice. They want to be able to express themselves among other people. They want to be able to be and to contribute and to, you know, really have strong, healthy connections. Um, I, I feel like that's one of the greatest motivations to dig deep and to, you know, do the work to find your voice and to be more powerful in it. Just a more connected version of you connecting to your virtue, your power, and your purpose, right? And sometimes as we venture on a personal development journey, as we look for our voice and we we do the things that help us to um, express ourselves better and to be more fully, you know, who we are and happy, it can sometimes seem strenuous on relationships, especially if um, people aren't growing together at the same time. You know, in my case, and Dave and I will talk about this in just a minute, I have a little clip of the two of us talking about what it was like for us um, when he went on his marathon growth journey and, you know, really intensely and quickly just grew by leaps and bounds and how that affected me and then vice versa you know, he had had his turn and then it was my turn. And how was that for him in watching me change and emerge and develop and find my voice? So with that, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be just a question and answer session with my husband, Dave. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Dave, I'm, I have some questions for you. Okay. <laughs> this uh, idea of personal growth and personal development in a relationship, you know, we we say, and, and I, I believe, too, that people want to support each other in growth, right? We want to support our spouse or our significant others, the people that are important in our life, in their growth. We want to see them fly. But the actual reality of it sometimes can be a little bit difficult, do you think? like the change that it creates in the relationship because of the, the development. Um, in my example of watching you, for example, I I loved your enthusiasm. I loved where you were going. I knew that you were taking us somewhere, and it was still um, hard for me in the beginning, especially to to watch the changes because I was used to you know having you come home at, at noon for lunch, I was used to having you come home at five o'clock after work, you know, and being home, even though you weren't your full self, even though you weren't necessarily um, fun to be around always just because you, you know, you didn't feel good. It was still comfortable for me to have you there. And then suddenly you're, you know, you're off and, and 
happy and you're doing all these things outside the home that I loved and it was still different, you know, so there's a little bit of a, a change and I just wanted to maybe explain to people how that feels, you know, from one side or the other. And then also, you know, maybe what kind, what have we done each of us to be able to, um, release the heart of it and to grow with the, to grow with the person or just, you know, let the person fly the other person. Um, so as you've watched me grow, I mean, you've already had your, you know, experience and, you know, we're all still growing together, but as you watched me finally decide to let go and to step up and really go for this personal development journey, how has it been for you? Well, um, let me maybe do it from a general viewpoint and then come back to that last part. Okay. Um, because I think they both fit together. And so we all have habits, right? We all develop daily habits Mm -hmm. and we're creatures of habit, we could say. And our expectations, um, that we've really have been molded into the expectations. We kind of adjust our lives around the scenarios, the circumstances, right? And so if you and I have, you know, having a relationship, husband and wife, um, even with friends or coworkers or anybody, but in this case, a very close relationship, spouses have learned to adjust to each other. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it might not be, it's that give and take, and some of the adjustments is we're giving and some of it we're taking from the other person. And when both do that, you kind of fit into this nice pocket where things flow. They still may be annoying, but you've just learned how to adjust to that, right? And so now we've created these habits around this flow in our lives. And then when somebody goes and interrupts that because they're taking a life change, that personal development is going to create new habits for the person, which is going to throw off the flow of the habits that everybody was adjusted to. And it can happen on all different types of levels. Um, But do you see, does that make sense? Does that paint a picture of how you're interrupting that flow that really Mm -hmm. wasn't known, but it was just lived? Totally. It wasn't conscious. Kind of like... I've explained it as a dance. So, you know, you dance the waltz for years and years and years, and then suddenly one partner starts doing the salsa. Yeah. And the other partner doesn't know the salsa. You step on each other's toes, and it can be yeah. kind of painful for a minute. Yeah. And the, and the part that's could be difficult, and you need to, and I think everybody feels this dissonance in a relationship when one person is all of a sudden on a personal development journey, and it might not even be a personal development journey. It might be a new hobby or a midlife crisis or whatever Mm -hmm. that throws an interrupter into that flow. But in personal development, you want to bounce things off of people and you, you get excited about the things you're learning, but the other person isn't on that journey. And so it's an interrupter in, in, in a sense. And it's hard not to want to share with, especially the people you love or the people you're around the most, those things that you get really excited about. And typically before somebody does an interrupter, they're already sharing those excitements. It's going to a movie and they share the excitement of enjoying that movie together, or they go on a vacation or they're planning a vacation. They're sharing a common interest and an excitement. But when somebody goes quote unquote rogue, 
And now they want that person to be excited about that, but that person isn't ready to be on a personal journey. The timing isn't right. And so trying to push that could create a bigger and bigger wedge. Um, I think it's that's a, a dance in itself that the person who's on the personal development journey has the responsibility to learn how to lead in that dance in a way that their ego and their emotions aren't taking control. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a, being a really shift sensitive. going on in the person that's changing too in their own um, system, their own habits and way of things. So there's already a little bit of you know that throwing off and and. I think sometimes to deal with that emotional change inside the person, sharing, processing, and trying to get everyone else to switch with them kind of helps them feel more well, and I was just going to say, too, and maybe they want them. It may come across that as they share, they're wanting that person to change, but they really don't. Um, you know, they love that person just the way they are. Or maybe it is they're wanting them to see it the way they see it and they're judging that person now and you need to now behave like this because I now behave like this. Mm -hmm. There's two different things. I think the excitement of just learning what you're learning and wanting to share, that might be, um, what would you say, uh, not intentional or um, uh, something that you're being... Yeah, you're not you're not wanting to harm the other person or, or expect something from them. You're just sharing innocently something you're excited mm-hmm. about. But there could be I've seen the viewpoint too between relationships where the other person's complaining about the other person because they're not changing like they are, mm-hmm. and that's not good. That's not right. That wouldn't be personal development. That would be like a dictatorship. Yeah. Um, so it's like I had the weirdest example come to my mind. But like maybe this couple used to eat shrimp together and they only ate it because people told them it was good for them or whatever but they ate it with the shells and so it was yucky for both of them and then all of a sudden one person like, well if you take the shell off it's actually really good mm-hmm. but the other person hasn't discovered that yet and so they're trying to explain what they're tasting without explaining take the shell off they're just saying i don't know i don't even know why that example came to my mind yeah. but it's like you're seeing something together and all of a sudden the other person has it different and instead of you know, maybe helping them peel the shells off or whatever, just like life is all of a sudden so different for the one that like, can't you, can't you see it? Can't you, you know, realize anyway. Yeah. And maybe just being an example rather than trying to tell that person you need to take the Mm -hmm. shells off, just show them how enjoyable it is without the shells, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and with, and that's difficult. I mean, that's, again, we want to like reach out and catch the baby when they're falling. And so we kind of have that same instinct when it comes to, you know, that person doesn't see it the way that it is. And we were looking at it both together. We were looking at it wrong. And now Mm -hmm. I see it right. And it's just hard to reach out and not help that person from stumbling. But ego is going to come into play on that. There's, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. I mean, in psychology, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of explanations around why a person's ego would pop up in scenarios like that. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I think being an example would be the best, um, you know, just being an example and showing what life can be like without in your face. Like, see, I told you so. Yeah. So even by being an example, it can still be uncomfortable for the person watching when they're used to their own dance, right? So like, for example, you know, I watching you was used to you being home. You know, I knew when you were going to be home, I would make dinner, I'd make lunch, have it ready for you, you know, or I would know that you were going to come home and make lunch or whatever. And then suddenly you're gone out of town traveling and you're with new people that I don't know. And, you know, there's this, there, there was at the beginning, like a sense of, I wonder, 
you know, is he going to find something better than home? And so you have these fears and these worries and you still, you know, I had to make a personal decision to just know that our relationship was strong enough that you, you know, would always want to come home. And then I had to realize too, that it was my responsibility to make sure home stayed somewhere you wanted to be. But before I made that decision or had that realization, you know, there's a little bit of discomfort because it's different for me all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of times where the, you know, if you don't, come to that agreement or, or have conversation or, you know, both still be willing to remember the, the main goal, I guess, of the relationship or, you know, there's a lot of different ways that can help you come together with it, but it can be uncomfortable and it can cause a problem unless you understand that these things can come up in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as I, you know, that's some of the stuff that I went through watching you and then I just, you know, for you to to watch me grow, I know there have been some changes that were unexpected as well. And so I just mm. wondered if is, it, is that kind of the experience that that you have? Is that something that's just um, was, uh, yeah. what's yeah, the word, so, like specifically just my experience or whatever? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that whole, that's and that's why I wanted to bring up the habit thing first, because all of us are going to be a creature of habit in some way. We're going to develop these habits and these expectations that we have. And what's, yeah. So when you started on the personal development journey, I was like, yes, because I mean, and you were already on a personal development journey. There was no judgment in any of this. It's just some of the information that I was learning. I know that we weren't exposed to, and this was new stuff, some of it. Mm -hmm. And as you started doing that, it's like well, you I'm really were kind excited of the initiator about that. Of it, weren't you? Like I just barely learned that it was kind of a, hey, my wife needs some help. Can she come? I thought it was just a hey. Oh, when I we did to that, yeah, yeah, I totally said that. You just that barely up. found that out. <laughs> I, I wanted just, you to, yeah. yeah. Um, I had the, yeah, David Wood actually told me he's like, yeah, Dave wanted you to grow and had you come, and I'm like, really? I thought he just wanted me to come because it was our anniversary. So anyway, kind no, of a I funny knew, twist. I knew there would be a shift. <laughs> And wow, was there a shift, right? Yeah, so time. that was cool. <laughs> but um, and it's been very awesome to watch that. And mm-hmm. however, the habitual side is like, okay, so now when you're going to go off to a seminar, you didn't used to go off to seminars. You know, there was things that you did here and there, but this was uh, it was different, right? Mm-hmm. It was an interrupter. And so my reactions will be like, wait a sec. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's not the right words, but there is a reaction that's similar to that. Yeah. But the response, when I think about it, it's like, I totally want you to go. I know that you're going to be thriving. You're going to grow. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to, you know, you'll, you'll go there. It's going to be an awesome thing for you where you're going to learn and grow and you're going to be a better person for it. But there is that habit where it's just like, um, there's a reaction and so somewhere in that neural net or that habit, that paradigm, it's going to be, it's going to pop up. And sometimes it doesn't at all. And sometimes it does. Um, and sometimes but, it pops up in ways that you would never expect. It's like, wait, what is this? What's this yeah. feeling that I'm having? Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to recognize it and mm-hmm. then respond to that. Start thinking intelligently and taking control rather than the habits or the paradigms and, and looking back at the bigger, you know, pull up the bigger picture. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I don't know for some people, or if there's, you know, the ego that comes in. I love the example Lenny Evans shared one time where he said, you know, there's plenty to go around. There's always abundance. And when two flowers grow up next to each other, 
they're not fighting for the oxygen. There's enough oxygen for both of them. And so I think there might be a fear sometimes of somebody, uh, uh, like you were saying, are they going to want to come home because they're going to, they're going to grow and they're going to develop. And, and I think that's where that phrase comes where, you know, you let the bird fly and if it doesn't come home, <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. it's, you know, yeah. it was it meant to me. I don't know. It wasn't mine. Yeah. But if it does come home and that's yeah. where, you know, there's, there's a, a relationship, a relationship that's abusive. I would say that person's going to fly and they're going to get out of there. I mean, like yeah. extremely abusive where it's not healthy. It's not right. Yeah. Some relationships, you're right, aren't really where that person belongs, right? They aren't yeah. healthy for the person. That's but if true. You, but if you start judging a person who loves you, mm-hmm. but they're not following you because the timing's not right for them and you start to judge them and you start to build a bigger and bigger wedge between the two of you, then the fault's going to be our own, right? That, yeah. that particular person's. And uh, I've seen tragedy because of that. Yeah. And uh, very unfortunate. You start to get, you get in a mode, or at least I've seen it, and and it makes sense. Like when you start to change your way of thinking, you start to pull out the weeds of your thoughts. And sometimes we can mistake our most important relationships as, and you plant as weeds. weeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can mistake them as that because they, they're not ready for the shift yet or the change yet or, you know. And so instead of realizing that the person is still the person that I loved in the beginning of the relationship and seeing them as that person and seeing the relationship as it, you know, as you desire it to be, actually will nurture that plant that sometimes, you know, the plants get choked by the weeds. And so we pull the weeds out, but the plant needs to be nourished, not also plucked out. And there's, you have to look at the bigger picture too. And this is where faith is going to come in in your own personal philosophy, especially on relationships. You know, the bigger picture is that what God has brought together, let no one put asunder. And the bigger picture is that we're not going to be perfect in this life. I'm not going to be, you're not going to be. We can take responsibility for growing and becoming, but we have a whole eternity to grow together. Mm -hmm. And if the person was right in the beginning, then, you know, what's changed that? And um, if, if somebody's thinking about, well, this relationship doesn't serve me anymore, in a kind of this where they planted more weeds, and that can happen very subtly. You plant one weed, and then another one grows, and then another one grows, and all of a sudden you have a whole forest of weeds that you, the individual has created themselves about the relationship, which don't really exist. You just kind of put them in there. Um, so I, you know, there. I think there is a sense of needing to be careful and outgrowing the relationship when mm. that didn't have to take place and it shouldn't have taken place, and um, it could be your own demise, you know, on this personal development journey, which I have seen that happen. And I so do. you you have to step back and look at the bigger picture. We are going to grow, and there's a greater. There's so much more to this relationship than we're experiencing now in this life. Through eternity, this is going to develop and it's going to grow. That's the exciting part, huh? So right now, you know, if we were just to end right now, it kind of feels a little unsettling. Like, do I really want to grow? Or is it going to, you know, I don't want to to leave with, you know, instilling fear of growth into anybody because growth is seriously, well, it's why we're here, I believe. We're here to progress and to learn and to become closer to the 
you know, the person we're meant to be. Um, so, and this is impromptu, like we didn't practice this before. I didn't really even give you much warning of what I wanted to talk about. So, um, off the cuff, let's share some tips of how we can both, um, approach growth if we're the one that, you know, is desiring to grow and, and we have a relationship that maybe isn't on the same, um, hasn't made the decision yet. Or if we're watching somebody grow and we're on that side, you know, what are some of the tips? And so I know when, when you first began, you know, this intense, like I, you, we were on a growth journey together already, you know, it was just kind of a gradual, um, kind of organic, an evolution of yeah, it was an evolution. Yeah. yeah it was kind of organic. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, I just got a hold of some things that are going to accelerate my growth because they're truths and their laws and I'm going to follow them. Um, for me in the beginning, I was excited because, you know, I had watched you, um, kind of lose, suppress that. Yeah. You've, yeah, you suppressed it. You kind of lost your zest for life because you hadn't felt good in so many ways. And, you know, I had been praying for it. Let, please let there be something that can help him. And then all of a sudden here's this thing and it's like you take off. And so I was at a point, I remember three specific things. The first one was, knowing that somehow this was the answer to the prayer. And so I was willing to trust whatever, even when I, you know, saw you doing strange things like, you know, sitting in your office and staring at the wall for hours is what it felt like. And like, you're supposed to be working and you're staring at the wall and trusting that, that you were being guided and that was going to go somewhere. And it it did, it changed, our lives changed so quickly because of it that I trusted that it was working. So that was my first decision that I had to make was just to trust it. The second decision, when it started to be, um, you know, where you had started traveling and, you know, the job had changed and the routine had changed, I had a decision to make where I could complain about it to people because I was feeling, I loved the growth, but it was hard for me. I was feeling a little bit, um, I don't know, left behind and stressed because, you know, five kids by myself is what it felt like. And I had to make the decision that I will not complain about this to other people. And that was, it was tempting at at one point. I had, you know, a friend that I would talk to that it just, it was almost tempting to like want to unload everything. And I think I'd even started like heading down that path in a conversation and I caught myself saying, I promised I was never going to speak negatively about my spouse to anyone. And so I had to make that decision that that was never going to happen. And then the third decision was that finally I'm watching what's happening and I'm watching you like expand and grow. And if I don't want to create such a separation in our relationship that maybe we can't, you know, recover it, then it's time for me to start doing some of the things that he's doing and grow as well. So those are the three tips that, and they were all just decisions. I'm going to trust it. I'm not going to complain about it and I'm going to try it. And that was my three tips that I mm-hmm. helped me. So do you have anything to add to that or to Yeah, I like share? that. Um, I, well, first, the alternative to not to growing <laughs> is not growing. And that's exactly. just not an option, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think figuring out why we want to grow, 
what mm. the purpose is behind it. What's our intention? Like, why am I growing to get things to move ahead to to climb and claw to the top of the quote unquote corporate ladder, however that may look? You know, it's just as leaning your ladder against the wrong wall. So you want to make sure you're starting off on the right intentions. Mm. And I think finding reasons to celebrate. Just look for the positive in what's happening in, in each other's life already. Look for reasons to celebrate. And then also trust is huge. Um, if, you're, if you're not coming from a trusting place and, and guarding that focus, then your mind is going to go to a, the imagination and, mm-hmm. and it's going to start building weeds. Well, what is she doing while she's at those seminars and I'm not there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or you could be saying the same thing about me. Well, what's he doing, you know, mm-hmm. and your imagination could run totally wild and totally make up a fictitious, totally untrue scenario. Well, she's probably hanging out and partying and, and doing all these things with people when re- in reality, you might just be in your room studying all mm-hmm. by yourself. Right. So yeah. we just got to find reasons to celebrate reasons to trust and always just it always comes back to me as an individual so let's say the scenario is is you're off and and i could be thinking one way or the other i need to take personal responsibility for myself and my own actions mm-hmm. and don't start projecting actions and and other people's behavior when you don't know because you don't know right yeah. we start to assume and then those assu- assumptions start with the little weed which can then become a bigger and bigger weed. What I need to do is reel it back in and say, Dave, what am I doing right now? What am I thinking about? And is it serving me? Mm-hmm. And coming back to the personal responsibility of maintaining my integrity to God. I have no control over anybody, not even my spouse. But if there's this love and this trust, then I have to keep coming back to that so that I keep my mind guarded and focused so I'm not building weeds. Mm-hmm. And, just, and, and as you do that, the trust will grow. And it will develop yeah. because, you know, if, if somebody is out doing something that they shouldn't be, those things will start to show up. There's no way to hide those types of things. And so always coming back to our above all else to thine own self be true. Yeah. Right. I remember at a point where you had said to me, you know, you can choose what you want to worry about. And if you want to be afraid of, of, you know, me being unfaithful, for example, or whatever, then go ahead and choose that. It's not going to be the reality, but it will become reality in my own mind, and I'll start responding as if these assumptions are true. And, you know, it it would be, if I would have kept going with the thought that was, you know, destructive, then in my own mind it would have been true. I would have restarted reacting as if it were true and probably created a wedge. Yeah, those assumptions are the same assumptions that divide parents from their kids when the parents are thinking these assumptions of all the bad things. And then they make that a reality, and it's really not. And it just yeah. creates a wedge. I've always kind of been bewildered by that. Well, you want some, you would love somebody, and you don't want them to to um, be separated from them. But then the parent is actually behaving in a way that it does separate them. Yeah. And I've watched that. You know, growing up in a family of twelve, there's got to be that kind of stuff going on, and or eleven. And uh, I did see it where, you know, my I'm not going to put blame on my parents at all um mm-hmm. it's it's a mutual thing but just anyway that yeah. i think people don't understand what i mean it's a human nature thing huh and the other thing as you were talking um about that eternal perspective that was or and you were talking about the why like remembering why 
And for me, that was the reason behind my three decisions that I made. Very strong, very um, solid decisions. But the the why behind those decisions was remembering why we were married in the first place. Remembering, you know, what it is that I saw in you, what I felt inside of myself when we decided to, you know, become a couple. And keeping that eternal perspective. Because when you're, you know, brand new in a relationship, everything is glorious and wonderful, you know, and, and you have this amazing vision of your future. And I, I had to keep that vision of my future in the forefront of my mind at all times and to remember where we were going and why we started in the first place. Otherwise you become hyper-focused on a little teeny tiny situation that can really, you know, what we focus on, we find. So I chose to focus on that, that feeling in the very beginning and let that be my guide. And it, really makes a difference yeah and I, and that's the reason i married you you're so mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> yeah, you always awesome. <laughs> well you you listen to your heart right and uh yeah. um and not building in lies and, and accepting lies as truth um you know that's one of the things that i recognized about you right away is that you love truth um and i knew that it would be an important decision when it comes to, you know, a spouse. And, um, I truly feel like it's a divine connection. It was one made in heaven mm-hmm. that we knew each other before we came here and that this was destined to be this way. And it happened so fast. There'd be no other way to just yeah. to explain it. Huh? And it's uh, been an awesome mm-hmm. journey and, uh, looking forward to eternity and all the things that we're going to do together. And it's been an amazing journey already. So there's not look don't look to the finish line as to being that's when I'll be happy. You guys enjoy it now. Keep the maybe the finish line is the why, but yeah, it's enjoying the the moments of now that really make the difference. And that's something that probably has been one of the biggest catalysts of my own growth is being able to really find the magic in right now in every single now. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's not always roses, but no. when you have this solid foundation and that bigger picture, you're, there's no challenge that could, you know, overcome that. I mean, we could let them, but love conquers all, right? Right. So well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for, yeah. um, for letting me, me put you on the spot fun. with those questions, because, like I said, we didn't prepare ahead of time, so yeah. you can tell when you know you're on the same journey that the answers are kind of the truths never change. So mm-hmm. that's the fun part about it. Anyway, thanks. Awesome. You're welcome. Bye, everyone. Dare to find your voice. This is the EWN Podcast Network.